0: Welcome to Waking Up to Grace. Uh, This is Waking Up to Grace Ministries, and uh, we are waking up to a message this morning in continuation of our past message that was Goodbye Sinful Nature. And if any of you haven't been uh, with us yet or before, uh, we mentioned it from time to time. Um, haven't put together an intro yet. Eventually, I'm going to do that, and that's uh, that, that. I'm looking forward to that. Have a little jingle, but uh, right now, um, I'm just going to do a brief little intro. We're a social media ministry, and uh, I'm also going to be focusing heavily on a blog post page at wakinguptograce.com, and having uh, information on there, and ultimately um, that our website is going to be. Uh, Something that I put a lot of my focus into because I I really uh, just feel led to that being a a primary area where uh, people can go, you can make comments on the posts there a lot like here on Facebook and um and do things like that kind of make it interactive and i'll be able to be more organized on there i'll be able to organize all of our information nicely and there'll be a lot there's just a lot of uh, a lot of things that i can do there that uh, i'm limited to on uh, another platform so we're also on uh, youtube and rumble if you want to look at videos there Um, we post our videos there and we also um, I have a podcast, and it's available on every major platform that I'm aware of. If there's not one, I'm not, I'm not aware of that yet. Uh, and if if that's something you're interested in, or, or uh, you know want to point out to me, feel free to let me know. Um, so we have our media is available, you know, via podcast, social media, my website at wakinguptograce.com. Uh, we are we are not a church hierarchy. We we aren't uh, a building that we call church. Uh, this the the real uh, the the true meaning of the word church is ecclesia in Greek, and it's the called out ones. And so we're just the called out ones, and uh, organically doing our thing, just like you. Uh, we all have our places, and we all have our gifts. We and we're going to be talking a lot about that. Um, in this video, we, meaning me, I guess the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I don't know. I just refer to the ministry as we because there's more than one of us in it. My wife joins in, my friend Lee, and we're, we're always open to, to people being part of this thing. And uh, we want it to be organic, mostly. You know, as soon as things become institutionalized, they seem to become degraded when it comes to Christianity. I don't, I don't believe that the hierarchy is scriptural, and uh, it absolutely isn't. Church hierarchy, the whole establishment, the way it is, can good come from it? Oh, well, Sure, but it's man-made. The hierarchy, the authority, the positions of authority are man-made. So anyhow, um, it's not what I'm going to be getting into today, but we don't have authority over one another. The only authority over us is Christ. And uh, so that does tie into today's message. Um, Christ is our authority, and we discern all things through His Spirit. And so today's message, I'm excited because that's exactly what we're going to be talking about, His Spirit and uh, the message today, I'm gonna. I believe, unless God changes my mind, <laughs> I'm gonna title it "Hello Spirit" because the last one was "Goodbye Goodbye Sinful Nature." So today it's "Hello Holy Spirit." And uh, I also wanted to mention before we get into the details of life in the Spirit is. Uh, Um, that the the testimonials idea I posted on my Facebook page. Um, Some of you guys may not have noticed, but I had an idea of doing testimonials and it was kind of a way to get people involved. And for now I'm putting that on hold. Um, There was definitely, the spirit was at work in that. And I'm not, uh, you know, I'm just kind of following the lead of what's happening there with that. And it's it's very likely to come. But uh, right now I just, uh, it seemed obvious to me um that uh, that wasn't the time for that and the focus needs to be in other areas i have a <laughs> I have a lot of information i want to get out to you guys for you guys to look at and, dis- and to discern and to be encouraged by so uh, i'm going to put the focus there for now but you know everybody out there is always welcome to contact me go th- i would just go through my website if you want to contact me personally um, and ask me questions uh, about, you You know, maybe you want to talk, a, a, you know, figure out a way that you can help and figure out a way that you can uh, be part of the ministry. Maybe you want that. Maybe you really love the message. You really embrace what we're saying and you, you're, you know, you just have some ideas or <clears throat> maybe you just have a topic to talk about. You know, I'm open to discussing those types of things, and maybe you just have a question. A lot of the stuff I'm, you know, everything that I know so far, I'm teaching, you know, with to you guys, and so I'm I'm trying to make everything out there so that you can see it without having uh, to ask. But I realize I have a lot that's not out there yet, so. <laughs> So I'll do what I can, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I'm doing this, uh, I'm doing this part-time. I'm not a, I'm not a full-time pastor. I'm not, you know, by today's standard, even a pastor, uh, that's only mentioned once in the new Testament. It's in a gift of the Holy spirit. And it's more of a, more of an overseeing position. It doesn't even mention teaching and it's only mentioned one time in the new Testament. So Uh, Today, that's just one example of how today's hierarchies are are not even uh, supported in scripture. So anyhow, let's get in today's message. I just wanted to put that out there. And um, so the testimonial thing I'm going to put on hold, but feel free to come with ideas and things like that through my contact form at wakinguptograce.com. Excuse me. Um, So one thing I wanted to mention uh, as I drink a, a drink of water here real quick, is that uh, sanctification, that's a a process that's been completed in us. We have been sanctified, and we talked about that in the, the last message, or maybe it was the message before, um, part uh, to do with um, the, the last three topics we've done. And I think what happens sometimes is in my mind when I'm speaking, I wouldn't have put it down on paper that way, but in my mind as I'm speaking, sometimes I've said something along the lines of we are being sanctified. We've been sanctified and are being sanctified. When I look back on one of my last videos, I said that, and I was actually in my in my mind thinking of the renewal of the mind, and I, somehow I crossed those two wires, um, so our minds are constantly being renewed, but that doesn't—that's not part of the process that's already made us holy and already made us sanctified. And I—and I was clear on that, but I—I I said a little something in there that kind of sounded like double talk if—if if it were to be taken the wrong way. So I just wanted to clarify we've been sanctified. And so there's certain areas of Scripture where. Um, And and we went over one of those where he'll say things like those being sanctified or like in Hebrews, he says um, in certain translations, those who are being made holy and other translations it said those who are have been made holy. And so you have these different variations of the translation. But either way, when they say when they're talking about those being sanctified, that would just be new believers coming in. And, and you could see it the same way, those being made holy, people that are being made holy. There's people being made holy all the time out there from God's vantage point. There's people being made holy constantly. So it's really just that simple. We're just overcomplicating it when we look at it and it's like, oh, we're being sanctified. I thought we were in past tense several times he says that. Well, we are. And so it's just, you just got to watch those little words. They you know, sometimes we can get ourselves all hung up over nothing. It's context, everything in light of the gospel, everything in light of the finished work of Christ. You know, we know that we've been sanctified. So when we see those things, sometimes it's the tricky passages. In fact, all the time, it's the tricky passages that need the most discernment. And uh, and we're going to be going over a lot of that in the future. And I'm excited because, uh, I, you know, there's just been so much. Um, you know, learning um, that I've learned, and then so many things that I want, have already known, and there's just a lot to teach about some of the harder passages uh, that we, you know, but simply summing up that we can learn everything in light of the gospel, uh, everything in light of the finished work of Jesus Christ. If you follow that You're you're going to be able to get through scripture and don't, you know, and you can just not ruminate on some of those tough passages. But it's neat to see that these tough passages even brought to light begin to make sense. And some of these things aren't as weird as they sounded on the surface. And so, um, again, that's for the future to come. But I just wanted to mention that about sanctification. And I wanted to uh, define the flesh uh, and uh, flesh versus the flesh. Um, but, uh, again, don't get too bored yet. I'm going to be getting into the message about living in the spirit and, um, I'm excited about it. So uh, we are going to talk about that. I'm just kind of getting through the, the leaving off where we, uh, picking up where we left off. And so, you know, when the Bible says flesh, that could be referring to our physical body. And we talked about the flesh, how it's not the sinful nature. The flesh is the power of sin through the members of our body. And so that's that's the true meaning of those terms. There is no sinful nature for the believer. So when we're talking about a believer being in the flesh, uh, that would just be us when we're when the spirit is not enabling us to, to be spiritual, basically speaking. So, but they also refer to the flesh sometimes as the body, and then sometimes even in Ezekiel, when he talks about giving us a new heart of flesh. He's just talking about uh, something fleshy and soft, rather than stone. He's making a comparison because our hearts were of stone. So let's not get too hung up on the. There's definitely uh, variations of flesh written in the Bible, but the flesh is is not is not equivalent to the sinful nature uh, because we don't have one. So just wanted to clarify that <clears throat> from the last. Message that we did, and uh, also wanted to pick up. We have off in Romans chapter seven, and when you're reading Romans chapter seven, to the at the end, it, it gets a little funny because um, he says. Uh, so at the end, he says, "So I find this law at work, although I want to do good, evil is right there with me." And this is Paul under law, for in my inner being I de- delight in God's law but i see another law at work in me waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me and then he says like the, like this is like something in between here what a wretched man i am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death thanks be to god who delivers me through jesus christ our lord but then it was as if they noticed the difference before they changed the chapter he, he finishes off by saying so then i myself in my mind, I'm a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, which is actually the flesh, they uh, didn't they probably probably didn't uh, convert that correctly in the translation, but either way, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Um, sinful nature from what I understand isn't even written in the New Testament. those words, it's it's the flesh. Uh, but either way, you know, he's talking about himself under law. He's talking about himself when he was in the realm of the flesh, as he puts it. And so if if you read this, um, he's kind of summing up what he had said, but it's after he proclaims Jesus. But if you took that little part out about what a wretched man I am, it makes more sense. He's kind of concluding and interjecting like he just couldn't hold back from saying that because it was killing him. Uh, so if you just read it and you skip that part, <clears throat> Everything sounds more clear to what he's talking about. So let's read it in that, in that context. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work within me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law and sin at work within me. So then I myself in my mind, am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. So he's he's see how it kind of sounds more uh, flowing when you when you take that little part out. Uh, it's all part of what he was he was continuing what he was saying before he said glory be to God. So he's not saying that now under the Spirit I'm a slave to God's law in my mind, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. You see what I'm saying there? Uh, I hope that makes sense. Um, because uh, next next when we go into uh, Romans chapter eight. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. He condemned sin in the flesh. That's our flesh. So he condemned it. He condemned sin that was in our flesh. He he crucified it, as we had talked about in the past messages. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And you might say, well, we still we still do things in the flesh, but we don't live according to the flesh. We live according to the Spirit. He's talking about the, the people that have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the new heart. He's not talking about <laughs> that you have to follow this or follow that. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of evidence to support what I'm saying there. And um, we've gone through a lot of it already. So he's he's talking about life in the Spirit. And uh, that's that's where we're picking up on this message. We're going to talk a little bit about life in the spirit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk from my vantage point. You know, I, I actually don't have a lot of uh, I'll probably be mentioning some scripture passages, but some of this I just want to talk about what I've learned so far and what I, maybe even what I've experienced so far, and uh, life in the spirit. And uh, I know one thing that's very fascinating that I've been wanting to talk with you guys about. Is that um, we were we were chosen from the beginning, okay? So God chose us from the beginning of time in Christ Jesus, um, before the world even began. You were chosen as a Christian. You were chosen from the beginning of time to do good works that He <laughs> that He planned in advance for you to do. Uh, I I love that passage. So what does that mean for you as a Christian? You were chosen from the beginning. What that means is that God loved you even when you were his enemy. You You were created in Adam. You weren't created in the spirit. You were created in Adam. You were an enemy to God. And he loved you enough even under his wrath to protect you until the time that he set forth to reconcile you to himself. So how much more do you think that he is on your side now that you've been reconciled? You're not going to be punished anymore. Okay, so I just wanted to mention that as far as punishment goes. Uh, And we're going to get into, I'm going to get into that. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to mention that. How much more now that he's reconciled you to himself, he's made you right with him. (laughs) How much more does he love you now than he did in the beginning? He chose you. He, he created you. You were against Him. Now He reconciled you to Himself. He's not punishing you. He's not punishing you. He's not going to punish you. And um, again, I'm going to get into that. But uh, I I just wanted to mention something also. You know, on the on the note of living in the Spirit. You know, we. There's this idea out there. Um, there's this idea of um, discipleship. Okay, so we, you know, I, I was just listening to a message from a a, a pastor, and uh, they're they're he was trying to teach grace, but he mentions this discipleship, this following of Christ. We're following Jesus as disciples so now that we become Christians. Have you ever really thought about that for a minute? Um, when, when were, when were they considered disciples in the scripture? Look back, you know, they were, the disciples were called the disciples when they were following Jesus around physically. He was going about doing his thing. He was teaching them. And, um, as scripture testifies, they really didn't understand much of what he said because they haven't been given the spirit yet. They didn't receive the spirit within them. Their hearts hadn't been changed. So they were following him. They were chosen uh, to follow him. They had faith in him. They believed in him, uh, however you want to put it. But they were were his disciples. They followed him around. To to disciple is to follow somebody. So they stopped being disciples at one point, interestingly. And that was when the Spirit was given to them. The Holy Spirit was given to them, and they became apostles. They had seen him, and they had received his Spirit directly to them. And ever since then, you don't hear the word. Uh, I don't think there was really much of a discipleship anymore. What? When do you hear the word disciple being said after that? Is it in there? I don't think it's in there. Uh, we're not following. Let's, let's put it this way. We're not following Jesus anymore. How do you follow what is within you? How are you going to do that? How are you going to follow uh, what you are in him and he is in you? How do you follow that? You don't. You don't follow that. We're not disciples. There's no discipleship situation going on anymore. Not to mention the the horrible concept of fellowship where, you know, we're going to be punished for our sins and commended for our good deeds. That's not in the Bible either. And, I, you know, I, that really, you know, I get a bit triggered by that, but I'm so used to hearing it. You know, you hear grace teached and. And and taught and oh yeah we're saved by grace absolutely you know there's nothing that can change our salvation but 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 we can fall from our fellowship and we can become far away from God and our actions have consequences and and God's going to hold us accountable for these sins He's still a righteous God right He's He's gonna hold you accountable so you need to ask for forgiveness you need to get right you need to repent. You need to go to church every day or every week. You need to do this, that, and the other. And uh, you know, and if you're good, you'll be blessed. If you're bad, you're not going to be blessed. Uh, that's a lot to do with what discipleship has. And I've even heard it said that you know we're we're being whipped and punished still as Christians. And that's so just not true. That's not true. That's that's a that's a terrible paradigm to hold. And it's not true. It's not scriptural. There's nothing true about that. But in contrast, let's look at a different paradigm. Let's look at a different paradigm. So the Spirit of God is the comforter. The Spirit of God is a comforter. So he allows us, obviously, to stumble and even fall. And it's to his glory. To his glory. Why? Why, is, why would it be to his glory when we mess up? Because he is great and not we. We are not great. We are only as great as the Spirit enables us, Scripture teaches us. That is to God's glory. So our mistakes, sometimes we do really awful things to each other and really awful things and damage is done. And, and we have to reconcile that with each other. But with God, he's never holding our sins against us anymore. We have a clear conscience with him. And so when these things take place, we can forgive others in light of that and see God's glory. God is glorified. Somebody wrongs us. Let's get past that and realize that God, God's glory is shining through those situations. He's shining. I'm not saying to just let people beat you over and over and let non-christians just trample you I'm not saying that I'm saying when somebody is when somebody is truly repentant and changes their mind about something they've done towards you and it's sorrowful you know we can forgive them and realize that God is glorious that doesn't make them less of a christian god is teaching them he's disciplining them he's he's growing us when we fall he's growing us when we stumble this isn't us being punished. This isn't us screwing up. You can actually, you can, you, I mean, in a lot of ways, you can say that he is, just like the scripture says, he is strong when we are weak. When I am weak, he is strong. He uses those moments of weakness. When we're distracted, we could be distracted. We could be angry. We could be thinking sinful thoughts. And he uses those moments of weakness oftentimes to wake us up. And bring us down so that we can be—we're we're brought down by our own awful actions. He allows those things to happen. He allows us to stumble and fall, but He never will let us fall out of His hands. We're always in His graces, and He's teaching us discipline. <laughs> discipline is preparing us, is 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 teaching us and preparing us for the future. It's not punishment for the past. He uses discipline, not punishment. The New Covenant is about discipline, not punishment. When when God allows us to stumble and fall, it's teaching us something. He uses all of the bad. He works in and through all things. He's going to work in and through those bad things for his glory. He's going to bear fruit in you for his glory. You cannot produce that fruit. Be thankful for that fruit, Christian. If you have a heart for uh, a heart and a passion for doing something for God, if you have a heart and a passion for loving and encouraging others, be thankful to God for that gift. It comes from within you, but you don't enable it. It enables you. You are enabled by that to do these things. And as you grow and mature, as we grow and mature, we start to recognize when we're, when we're following our own ways and God's teaching us through those. And we recognize the spirit. And when we're doing spiritual things, sometimes we're not sure. And you look back in hindsight and you can see it. Sometimes you don't understand it at all because God's grace is really something. He works in ways that that will just blow your mind. But when your mind is blown by these things and you just say, I just don't understand how he could let this happen. You got to go back to faith and he'll bring you there. Because he says, when we are faithless, he will remain faithful he's going to it's okay it's okay that you have your 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 downtimes he's going to teach you he's growing us at his own pace we don't know how fast that's going to be you can't speed it up i know that you can't speed up the process no matter it's going to happen on his time it's going to happen on his time as he enables so have you know let's just have faith in that it'll come have faith it'll come <clears throat> So I, I heard uh, on that note, I, I had heard um, a grace teacher saying something and, and, you know, we all make our mistakes. He may not have meant it that way. He might have meant it a different way. But he said, I give the spirit a lot of credit for the growth that I've had through the years. And you know, I was just instantly like hit pause, like, wait a minute. Did you mean that? I give the spirit a lot of credit. Does, any, does anybody out there find anything wrong with that? <laughs> For me, it was just uh, an immediate like, well, that didn't sound right. You know, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of good content that that uh, it, it appears. I was just kind of skimming through that, uh, you know, the that uh, uh, that person had out there. They, they had some good things to say. But when they said that, I was like, eh, where does that come from? If that if that idea did come from 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 in his mind or you know was in his mind correct it doesn't seem like uh that could have came from well, could have came from the heart of the christian so sometimes we think in the flesh and uh so the spirit enables all things you, you need to give the the vine full credit for the fruit that you bear not some credit you're not going to say I, I give the spirit a lot of credit for the for the fruit that my branches is bearing and hanging there no you have to give it full credit because apart from christ we are nothing paul says i put no confidence in the flesh the flesh is is nothing our bodies are nothing our our own human minds are nothing <clears throat> apart from christ we need that vine and branches relationship. We're in union with him. We are in fellowship, full fellowship with him. And our identity is in him. And he uh, He is working through us uniquely, through our personalities and in ways that are personal to us and special to us. He created us in a very unique way. You're different than me. I'm different than the next guy. And uh, we are we are glorifying God. In our lives. And at times we may not even realize it. And that's pretty cool. So, uh, you know, it's all to God's glory, not to our own. We're not thinking our way into any kind of level of maturity. The spirit is enabling these things. And I think it's important to realize that. And um, so I just wanted to share that with you guys. So. So don't be discouraged if you're stumbling, if you're falling, if somebody in your life stumbled, uh, another uh, brother in Christ or sister in Christ stumbled and, and fell. Uh, you know, are, are, we, are we to look at them as any less of a Christian or are we to just see God's glory in that and how God's glory works through our mess? It's always a messy situation, isn't it? You, know, you look at the, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, you look at Paul's letter to the Galatians, you have a combination of the Corinthians were falling into all these sins. Uh, the Galatians were falling into false teachings, and got, uh, Paul described them as falling away from grace. And, um, you know, that could have meant any number of things. Could have been uh, saved Christians falling back into legalism, the laws and rules and regulations. It could have been uh, it could have been people just all out rejecting the message and going back to the temple. But uh, I'm what I'm seeing in the context is probably more so. Christians falling under the legalism, falling away from uh, away from grace, away from the the, the concept in their minds. And so the, the renewal of the mind is important if we're not following what's at the heart, what God gave us at the heart level. And um, so, and another thing that came to my mind on that idea uh, was that, you know, the, well, for, for one, as far as the Spirit enable us, enabling us, I mean, that's the gifts, that's the fruits in our life, that's the gifts of the Spirit, um, if it's, you know, they mentioned plenty of them, evangelism, teaching, and then there's the fruits of the spirit, love, patience, kindness, all those things as God enables them. We can do them. We have that inside of us, but it's not at our command. It's important to realize that. And um, so even overcoming sin, is that is that something that God gives us the, the free ability to do so at our will? Or is that something that God has to enable in us? And um, if it's not something that God is enabling in us and we are at free at will to do these things, then we have a lot of regret, don't we? We're going to have a lot of regret. We're going to have a lot of sorrow, a lot of anguish. And is that really what God wants for you? Of course, he wants you to make amends and keep a clear conscience. He says that uh, and and make up to others. That's, you know, if we hurt another one, of course. We got to we got to um, we got to make amends to that. But in Christ and in, in God's and in, in light of our new identity in Christ, we should not be living regretfully. We should be living thankfully and glorifying God. And Paul says, I boast in my weakness. Maybe it's not in the context of being caught up in sin. Uh, you know, maybe it's, you know, something else. But I say it can apply here. Let's boast in our weaknesses. So that God can be glorified, let's let it out there. I mean, if we're if we're gonna if we we're having a problem with something, boasting about how weak we are to one another is only gonna help because others are gonna see it and they're gonna help us. They're gonna encourage us, right? So I I think that's a, another way of looking at those passages. And um, so regret, you know, can we live a life of no regret? Humanly, no. <laughs> not even close you could try it's impossible you're going to regret things we're going to we're going to mess up all the time we're going to fall into sin as christians as saints as holy people we're going to fall into sin but does grace have regrets does god's grace have any regrets is god is god regretful over letting you do something allowing something to happen I'm not so sure he is. I'm actually certain that there is no regrets in grace because God is working in and through all things for his good purpose, the scripture tells us. That's hard to wrap our heads around. That's real hard to wrap our heads around. But when you're an eternal being and you realize that your life is as long as Christ and it's never going to end, it makes the things that happen in this little time frame On earth that we live pretty insignificant and pretty short and and uh man the things that go on and uh so it's hard to understand all his reasoning but we can we can have faith in it and we can trust that he is loving because he loved us from the beginning even when we were his enemies from the beginning he protected us so many things could have happened (laughs) <laughs> look at back at my life as, as a young person before I was saved, God protected me from a lot of things. And, and you know, I'm imagining most people could see the same thing. If I, uh, you know, there's plenty of things that could have kept me from uh, becoming a believer, like death, like <laughs> at any moment before I was regenerated, before I was reconciled. But he had a different idea in mind. He had a different plan in mind. And I thank him every day for that. And if I don't thank him every day for that, which I'm probably lying when I say that. I ought to thank him every day for that. Um, because it's amazing. It's amazing. But uh on the note of uh, on the note of punishment, you know, perfect love drives out fear. And that scripture, when he when uh when Paul says perfect love drives out fear, he's talking about fear of punishment. We don't have a fear of punishment anymore. There is no punishment for you, the Christian. You have been reconciled to God. The penalty has been paid. What would the punishment be for sin if you were gonna be if you were to get punished by God for sin right now? You committed a sin and he's gonna punish you. What would the payment be? Death. It doesn't matter what the sin is. Death. Death, death, death. Every time you sin, that's what your punishment would be. So if you're living one, one sin to the next and being forgiven from one sin to the, another as you ask for forgiveness and repent of those sins, it's death for you. You can't live from one sin to another. You, you have to be reconciled fully. That's why That's why Paul says, be reconciled. Be reconciled. Be reconciled because he does not want you living from one sin to another. They didn't even do that in the old uh, old covenant. They had one a one year offering, once a year to atone for their sins, once a year. And now we're going to be told once, <laughs> once daily at at the least. Confess all your sins. What if you miss one? What does that mean? What is this self cleansing process that's keeping us in fellowship with God, fellowship with something that is living inside of us that is a The core of our being. (laughs) We are falling uh, apart from that somehow? No. Our minds may not be lining up with our hearts, but look at how close they are. They're always connected to the same body. We're always in fellowship. Christ is always in us. He's with us through the whole thing. He knows everything that's going on. He might let you stumble. He might let you fall. And it might hurt. But he is going to carry you through all of it. I know that Paul writes somewhere that uh, there is no, he always leaves us a way out. Even when we fall into sin, there will always be a way out. There's always going to be a way out because Christ provided us the ultimate way out. So there is no fear of punishment. Perfect love drives out fear. Fear. So there we have it. And uh, so you know, living in the spirit. What does living in the spirit look like? Well, you know, if you're if you're a regenerated Christian, you love uh, you love Christ. It's because He loved you first. He gave you His love. Your His love is inside of you. So discern for yourself all things. Live by the spirit, meaning don't live by the flesh. If you if you start learning what the flesh is, you know what. Fleshy things are, don't follow those things. Put your faith in things of the spirit. That's where Paul put his, that's where Paul put his focus. He says, I put no confidence in the flesh, but he put everything in, all of his efforts into the spirit. So let's follow the spirit. What does that look like? Is there a rule? Is there rules on following the spirit? There's not. It's free. It's a free thing that God does within us organically. So what it means to you is is going to be unique to you. He is going to teach you differently than he taught me. But the message is going to be the same. Christ did it all. Christ is living in you. You know, we have to embrace that. We have to love that. That's what we ought to be doing. Not falling into the law and falling away from grace. Let's live by the Spirit. Let's embrace the Spirit. Just live. Just live. and and. Let God, God's going to do his work either way. (laughs) I can say let God do his thing, but he's going to. He's going to do that, right? He's, you don't really have to let him. That's actually not really correct. Let him work in you. Rest and let him do his work. Well, it's true in that his work is done when we are resting in him, but he's going to cause you to do that. One of these, you know, one of these days, many of you out there are going to find that when you just rest in his finished work, <laughs> everything starts to change. Quality of life here on earth increases exponentially because you start understanding the spirit. You start following, you start understanding this, this lead and the spirit starts working in you and it's teaching you because you no, your, your mind is, isn't uh, holding it back anymore. It's the best way I can describe it. That's that's what takes place. And and if you're if you're liking what you hear, that's a good sign. Pray for pray for more. Pray for grace. You know, that's what I recommend. You know, I I I prayed for some of these things and sometimes you realize that uh, you you get what you ask for. He's always listening. God's always listening. Sometimes he answers you now. Sometimes he answers you later. Sometimes he's like, nope, that's not my plan. It's okay. He's in us. He's always part of us. We have a fellowship with him. And uh, it's a full fellowship. You're never gonna fall out, Christian. Don't don't be hindered. Don't let that, don't let the you know what's going on in your life hold you back. Just let the spirit guide you. The spirit will guide you. Scripture teaches us this. Paul teaches us this. He's Jesus taught us this, you know, and in context of his finished work. And um, so anyway, I think that's about it for today. And uh, I got more messages to come, and might do another this weekend. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I do, uh, I do appreciate you guys being part of our Waking Up to Grace Ministries. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, if you want to check us out on YouTube and Rumble, and definitely check out wakinguptograce.com. I have a lot of exciting things to come there, and uh, you know, just I have a lot of fun ideas that uh, that I'm, I'm praying that come to fruition. A lot of a lot of a lot of fun things to to have uh, going on. I'm exci- very excited about it. So I I hope to have you guys on board. I love having uh, hearing hearing your guys' support. It's great. And uh, thank you for being uh, being a part and listening to the message. Uh, love having you guys here. Amen.